Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. Head on over to AmericaOutloud.com and click on the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. You don't want to miss that. And just in case you're wondering, we're now on at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We've changed our time. We've moved it back an hour. And that allows us to really delve into some of the topics and take off some of the filters. Because usually when you're talking, you've got to be cognizant that the FEC and other organizations are listening and they're waiting for you to make a mistake so they can say, wait a minute, why did you say this and why didn't you say that? So we're now on at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So if you have your calendars marked or you set your clocks to listen to us at 9 p.m. Eastern time, you want to change that because we're now 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tonight, I have two great co-hosts hosting with me. Unfortunately, Andrew has got to take some time off, but he will be back. Tonight, I have on with this journalist, Heather Robinson, who has come on and talked with us before about some of the topics, and she's also shared some of the articles that she's written. I also have on with me B.B. Diamond, social media extraordinaire. She's also a journalist and activists. So I want to welcome them both to the show tonight. How are you ladies? Very well. Doing well. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Yes, yes. Happy New Year. Let me ask you guys something. Do you, is it still okay to wish people Happy New Year after a week's time? Is there like a cutoff time or can you just say it anytime? Because they keep hearing people saying, oh, you didn't wish me a Happy New Year. And then some will say, uh, you don't have to wish me a Happy New Year. It's over with. So what are you, what is your take on that before we delve into our topic tonight? When do you think you should stop saying Happy New Year? And it's just business as usual. Do you guys have any thoughts about it? You know, that's a really good question. I would say maybe around mid-January, you can stop saying it. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh And what about yourself, Heather? Well, I'll tell you guys a little story. My late father used to wish people a happy new year. I guess every like from November to pretty much March. And then again, from like July until maybe October, because our Jewish new year, the high holidays is in September. And he always thought that happy new year was the most um, kind of, universally pleasing thing you could wish someone. And I agree, you know, no one can take offense to happy new year. You don't Uh know these religion, attitude, philosophy, but it's, there's something very positive, but also if you want to get out of a conversation, it's a good sort of (laughs) bye-bye. Very useful, I feel, Happy New Year. So I keep going with it till like- uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm always wondering, I'm like, is it okay? Should I say it? Should I not say it? And one of the things <laughs> that I, I that drives me crazy, it's, it drives me crazy and at the same time it's funny, is when you're in the middle of a conversation, let's say in December, then someone will say, oh, well, okay, I'll see you next year. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it, you know, it catches me off guard. I'm like, what are they talking about next year? I'm going to see you tomorrow. It's like, oh, the new year. But people like to say that. Oh, by the way, I'll see you next year. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I think it's very useful. Happy New Uh Year, as I say. And and if I'm giving tips, you know, I I just give a little New Year's card and say Happy New Year because, you know, that way you're covered. Yeah, I guess so. But speaking of the new year, we are in the new year and there are high hopes. We know that recently Kevin McCarthy is now the Speaker of the House. I think he's the 55th Speaker of the 118th Congress. We all saw how that played out. A lot of people didn't like the way what happened. 
uh, you know, that the media was attacking Republicans saying, oh, what do they want? I can't believe this. And even some Republicans came out and started saying that the Republicans that didn't support McCarthy, they were terrorists. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to like our entire conversation is not going to be on this, but it's still, it's still, it's still, what can I say? Uh, it's still fresh. It's still new that he's now the Speaker of the House. And it's my humble opinion that the reason why the media, and there's no love lost for the media for Kevin McCarthy or any Republican, that they were attacking him saying that he's going to be a weakened speaker. And, he, and this has happened. I'm like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? This is democracy. Mm-hmm. And simply because he, uh, he, he was able to take back the House doesn't mean that everyone's just like, okay, now we're going to vote for him and we're going to give this to him as opposed to there being a vote. Now, some said, well, they could have done this behind the scene. Yeah, they could have, but I hope this is an indication that with this new Congress, what was done in the dark previously with Nancy Pelosi, and that's another thing that we've got to realize is that it was Nancy Pelosi who changed the way speakers of the houses are elected. She changed all of this because she wanted to ensure that she got Speaker of the House, but the media didn't say anything about it. They didn't say anything that she, and this happens all the time. We had Harry Reid who changed it. We had, I think it was Daschle, Senator Daschle, I mean, Representative Daschle, he also changed the the way speakers of the houses were elected. But then when it comes to Republicans, they want to beat them on the head and say, oh, you can't do this and how dare you? And this is going to weaken the position. I'm like, no, it isn't. It's democracy. And I hope that this is an indication as to what will happen going forward, especially when Republicans start to hold the Democrats accountable for this entire fraud that they put up on the American people with COVID, that they will hold Dr. Fracci accountable, and that they will hold the FBI, Christopher Wray accountable, and the CIA. I'm already hearing that they're going to defund this entire bill that was going to give money for the IRS to have 87,000 new IRS agents. I hope it's done in the open. No more we don't want you to see this. The American people can't see it. Now, the media, CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, and the New York Times, and I dare say in some instances, Fox News will probably try to cover it up. Don't want you to see it. But I say put it all out there. We need to see it because these people need to be held accountable. What do you ladies say about them, about what happened, and holding them accountable so that everyone can see it? Well, you know, thank you, Rob. I mean, I think that's very thought-provoking, and I think you're absolutely right. What we saw, in my humble opinion, was democracy in action. It was a little messy, um, but that's that's sometimes how it works. It's going to be a little messy. I think it was important that Kevin McCarthy just wasn't coronated, if you will, as Speaker of the House. He had to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And those conservatives that, that the 20 or so who were called terrorists, who were really denounced even by conservatives, certain conservatives, um, maybe some of their tactics weren't great, but I think uh, out of it comes the fact that Kevin McCarthy knows that he's going to be held accountable, that we're not just going to sign on writing a blank check to Ukraine anymore, which has been historically a money laundering conduit. We are going to hold his feet to the fire 
We're not going to go for open borders, a trillion dollar omnibus. So I think in the end, although it was messy and it may have been a little embarrassing for some, ultimately, I personally think it was healthy. I yield the floor. Thank you. Now, Heather, before you give your thoughts, I think what you said, BB, two things. It wasn't a coordination of uh, Kevin McCarthy that he just couldn't walk in. And yeah, it was a bit messy, but democracy is messy. And we need to see it because I think for too long, we put everything, we, we think that they should arrive in a really nice box with the bow on it, as opposed to understanding how we got there. How did we become the United States of America? It was messy. Our history is messy. And the Democrats, you would think, would recognize that and that they would say, yeah, this, this is the way it should be. It's messy. And even the media. And if you think back, when Nancy Pelosi was elected, her most recent election, when she became Speaker of the House, there was a Black woman, Representative Fudge, who was going to run against her. Now, again, this is a party, the Democrat Party, who are always saying, oh, it's time to get a different face. We're about diversity. So Fudge was going to run. And somehow, mysteriously, they went in and told her, no, you can't. We want Nancy Pelosi. That's democracy working. Why would they not want Fudge? So I was just taken aback, when, well, not really taken aback, because this is how the media and the Democrats work, wanting it to seem that McCarthy is going to be a weakened leader. And this is unbelievable. But democracy was at work, unlike 2020, when the Democrats hijacked the election along with the FBI and the CIA. Yes, I said it. And then in 2022, when they did the exact same thing with the mail-in ballots and voting throughout eternity. We have to remember history because in 1844 is when they had month-long votes. They said, this is crazy. So in 1848, they stopped it a single day. Again, democracy at work. Heather, what do you say? Well, it's great to get your take, both of you. You're so knowledgeable, and that's an interesting historical reference, Rob. I Yes, I agree with you both. I think that the other thing I, it seemed to me is that, not surprisingly, the media coverage I saw really didn't give much um, space to the, the so-called uh, disruptors, you know, the, the hardcore, you know, America first conservatives who were holding out it made it sound like they were just simply being obstructionists for the sake of being so. And as opposed to that, they have their principles, they're, they're, they're elected to represent their constituents. And a lot of people in this country have deep concern about the direction the country is headed, you know, in terms of the blank check to Ukraine and the border and the wokeism and everything. And that they didn't want to, they don't want Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy to simply not go under. I know he's a good man, and but he's perceived as more of an establishment guy. And um, they, so my point is that they had principles and, and reasons for being holdouts. And I think that I, you know, I do agree with you that um, I think he's a good man. And, you know, hopefully all of this will serve to, uh, to, to influence him to, uh, really, you know, uh, show the backbone that we need. After all, you know, the midterms were not a great, great uh, success. But, you know, the, the conservatives did take back the House. And, and so we need to, uh, you know, see our representatives stand up for the, um, you know, the, the 
on the issues that that people are very deeply concerned about. So I, I hear you guys, and I think in the big picture, it is positive. You know, it is uh, an expression of democracy. And it's also an expression of, of, you know, the fact that it finally was decided reflects the need to compromise, which is part of our our government and our way of life. Um, so I think in the big picture, there's that concern that there's this glacial drift toward more, so, you know, socialistic thinking and that the, the hard left is so uncompromising, as we know. And so I think, I guess, you know, that these, these um, you know, more the you know the rightists who were holding out are trying to be the brakes on what we know is happening in the big picture and you know maybe they will maybe McCarthy will uh, be be tougher thanks to what they did and there's nothing wrong with holding out there is nothing wrong with what they had done although they wanted us to think that there was and just the the attacks that they placed on the Republicans again I submit to you when Nancy Pelosi. When she was going up for speakership, she tried to silence everyone that wanted to go against her as if, though, this is mine, I'm entitled to it. A coordination, as the word that BB used, a coordination. It was her coordination. And then they sit back and they say, oh, well, Nancy would have never allowed this to happen because she knew how to count. She knew how to look at and say, hey, these are the people that are going to vote for me. Well, you would think if Kevin McCarthy is this great leader, he would have done the exact same thing as opposed to assuming that everyone was going to jump on the bandwagon and anoint him for the mm -hmm. role. I think that it gives a role. Now, Meet, he knows that he's going to be held accountable as to people just saying, give it to him. Yes, he raises money. He raises a lot of money. That's good. I, I respect that. But what else do you do? Are you going to hold the FBI and the CIA? And when you start talking about those agencies, people get really sensitive. But they must, they must be held accountable, given what we know about what Twitter is releasing. Now, the media is, doesn't want to talk about it. They're playing it down. But we have evidence that this happened, thanks to James Baker. We had no evidence. There was nothing to support this whole Russia collusion. But with this, we have evidence. And these people must be held accountable. And if McCarthy can't do it, why should he be there? And it raises my next question that we're going to talk about before we go to break. When we look at what's happening around us, right and wrong, and I spoke about this, I think, on last night, what's right, what's wrong, the principles that we stand by that make this great country. And when you look at all the different institutions, because all collectively, it makes us the United States of America. But I would venture to say that now, I don't know if we're really united. We have become the divided states of America. And when you look at our institutions, from our churches, our synagogues, our temples, our mosques, there's so much division amongst them. And even with science. And it begs the question, have we lost the war? Oftentimes I've come on and I've talked about the battle. But have we lost the war, the culture war, the war for our for who we are as United States of America? Have we lost it to some fringe radical group? I'm going to pick this back up on the other side of the break. And we're going to discuss this because it's, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the answer because I think that we have. So I hope you come back 
and we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew with my special guest host, Heather Robinson and B.B. Diamond. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. And we're back on After Dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest, BB Diamond and Heather Robinson. And when we went to break, I raised the question as to whether or not we have lost the war. Now, some of you are probably asking, what war are you talking about? Well, if you've been an avid listener, I have raised that question on many of our shows, be it the battle, have we lost the battle, the culture battle against the leftists? And I've said, no, we haven't, because I was counting on the elections that would turn things around, whereby Republicans, smart Republicans, with reason and sense, would come in and change things. We took back the House, but we didn't take back the Senate. And we thought we were going to take the House back with a landslide. And I, and I know that a lot of people are attacking, attacking McCarthy, but we did get the House. We didn't get the Senate, so we need to attack, we need to attack Mitch McConnell. And we have. We've talked about his incompetence. But more than that, because the margin or the House was so razor thin, and you look around you at the governorships and local governments, and you look at the radicals that have just like, it seems as if they're all at once have popped up and they're there. And what's being pushed, this indoctrination, a steady diet of lies, definitions as to what a woman is, what a man is, what is is, and you have our major institutions like corporations, companies that are acquiescing to this and just saying, oh, yeah, that's right. The definition of a recession, we're in a recession. And they've changed it, and there's no one speaking out saying, no, that's not right. And I go back to the election of 2020 and 2022. I know that a lot of people have their opinions as to what happened, and maybe this person didn't come out and this person didn't vote. But then when we find out that information was withheld from the American public and you had 50 intel officers to come in and to validate a lie, and no one seems to care. The whole Russia collusion was a complete made-up lie. And when John Durham went before a judge to take Michael Sussman, he couldn't get a guilty verdict yet. 
We have patriots. We have American citizens that are in jail now in D.C. political prisoners, and no one cares about it. And some of them are being sentenced to jail, to prison, for just showing up at the Capitol. And then when we look at it, we say that it was a riot. But when we look at what happened during the summer of 2020 and 2021, we say, oh, no, that was peaceful protest. And we know that it wasn't because businesses were burned, businesses that will never return. People were killed. Police officers were killed. David Dern. Brian Sicknett was not killed because of the protesters on Jan 6. And then Biden, he makes Jan 6 some solemn moment and he gives civilian awards for it. And you have newspapers that won Pulitzer Prizes for reporting on false information. Have we lost it all? I think we have. I think we have to stop fooling ourselves because the only way we can win is to accept defeat and say, how do we get back to the top? I hate to say it, but I think we have lost. I, I really hate saying it. But that's the only way we can reclaim who we are and get back to the top. So, ladies, don't, don't let what I've said to change what you think or feel. But I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think we have lost it? You go. want to jump in there, Bibi? Um, you go. You start. And I'll go after you. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> well, you know, thanks. I... It's a heavy topic, I, I know. I understand what you're saying, Rob, and I do sometimes think we've lost. I mean, I, I feel like the country over time is just drifting toward this socialistic, globalistic thing. I do. I do. I, I think that people who uh, really love liberty and are very self-reliant and enterprising types like the people who founded the country i think you know maybe are something of an anomaly in human history i mean you're one of them rob and you know i know individuals in bb2 and i know a lot of people in my world who are but it takes honestly it takes i think a lot more effort and courage and ability to withstand uh, reversals and pressure and takes a lot of character to be you know self-reliant and i think most of humanity maybe prefers to be taken care of by government people talk a lot about not just in america but if you look around the world you know europe and other continents i mean the drift and the tendency i know george orwell believed if i'm not mistaken that the, the drift was towards socialism in the big in the macro and maybe what our country i don't want to say has been because i don't mean to catastrophize i do think we have plenty of of you know life ahead in america it, but i mean if you look at england for instance the great britain the british empire i mean that was a, you know an empire that whatever its flaws and and you know it 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 overextended itself and you know the greatness of their culture you know which is very great in many ways it kind of it for various reasons and i'm not an expert but my my sense is that it, it kind of weakened itself and they still exist it's still a great country great britain you know great but it isn't a globe it isn't an empire it isn't a world power in the same way and it may be that america is receding in influence um 
And I tend to, you know, because I'm a fellow conservative and I, you know, I see things similarly, uh, not to flatter myself. I think you're both so brilliant, but I see things, tend to see things the way you do. I, you know, I feel like the conservatives in this country, specifically the true kind of America first, you know, conservatives are kind of carrying this torch and it's just, it's, you know, a lot of people of, of great energy and principle uh, and love of freedom who are exceptional people, but it's like, how can you carry it alone? You know, it's a vision that I don't feel the majority maybe shares at this point, but you know, on the other hand, we don't, we're not alone. I mean, there are a lot of people who think the way we do look at what just happened, you know, look at these people holding out in Congress. They represent constituents all around the country who, you know, want to, uh, to cut back on all this, this rubber stamping and massive government spending and ask questions. And we know it hasn't been easy to ask questions these past few years. You're quickly branded, you're kicked off social media, you're ostracized, but you know, some of us are still asking questions and look what you're doing. You're still carrying that torch of freedom. And I really, nobody knows the future you know and you know it's not like we're such a tiny minority you know within the country there are many american patriots people who you know and i'm, I'm making some sweeping generalizations not to say we're one discrete block of people who thinks alike on every issue no we don't but in general we value liberty the, the freedom to strike out on our own the freedom to fail you know, we don't expect uh, the government to take care of us beyond, you know, the very basics in terms of law and order and securing our border. We, you know, uh, you know, I mean, have we lost? The, I mean, I do think the liberals have gained, have, have won certain uh, things in terms of the culture wars. But you know what? I think they had some points, you know, especially in the past. I mean, you know, they were the ones, you know, who kind of pushed forward the civil rights movement and the women's movement and a lot of those things needed to happen and were, were very positive. And I think that, you know, now we're kind of, you know, they've influenced the culture in some ways that were important and positive. And I agree, tend to agree that, you know, it's now be gone into overkill. Now it's not just, you know, anyway, we know that, that, you know, all the, about the excesses of what they're trying to do now I don't know that they've won that. I don't know. I think people, for one thing, are protective of their children. They don't want their little kids indoctrinated into radical, strange ideologies at the age of five or 10, you know, an age when children are not prepared to uh, contemplate the vagaries of psychosexual problems. And, and I think we're seeing pushback. So I don't think they've totally won. I, I you know, I guess I may have just contradicted myself, but <laughs> you take it, Bibi. No, and I thank you for bringing that up because that's my perspective. Um, at the macro level, we may have lost temporarily the war, okay? Because the left controls, as we all know at this point, the media, big tech, academia, um, they control Hollywood. So at the, from the larger point, yes, we have lost, and I'll put loss in air quotes because I'm not sure if we've totally lost. But at the micro level, um, we are pushing back. And you see that with parents going to the school boards. One of the silver linings of the COVID plan demic is that children were 
doing their schoolwork from home. And parents at that point got an insight as to what the teachers were teaching, what the curriculum consisted of. And so that was good. If there's any silver lining, I think that may be, be it. But at, at, again, I think the American people, particularly those who are aware of our foundings, who are aware and alert, we are pushing back and we are standing our ground in this culture war. Heather said a couple of great things. And one of them she said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, is that there is a percentage or a segment of our population that wants to depend on the government. So if the government says X, Y, Z, we're going to have drag queens come into to your uh, kindergarten, they're like, okay, you know, they, they're not engaged, right? And I see that in, 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 in the inner city in particular, because the government is providing free phones, housing, clothing, food stamps, so whatever the government, so our children become guinea pigs. Too many parents, particularly African-American parents in the inner city are not showing up at these school boards. But we have to all know we have a skin, we have skin in the game. Our children, as we know, are our future. So we need to know what they're being taught. The left controls, just not just academia overall, but the teachers' unions. So to Rob's point, we have, quote, unquote, lost. But we're going to push back. And I do believe there's going to be a revival in America, not just a spiritual one. That would be the base of it, but a political one. Because if we get Trump back in office, President Trump will address CRT. He will, and he said that recently, he will address the transgender craziness. Okay? Because those are, and, and besides abortion on demand, those are like the pillars, if you will, of the left. Not to mention Marxism. So at this point, I do think we've lost ground, but I don't think respectfully that we have completely lost the war. Thank you. I'm glad that you guys are you're optimistic and that there's hope because I and I, I need that. I, I really do, because I look I was just sitting back the other day and I was looking and that's all I saw. These drag queens and how they want to come to the schools and. To be honest with you, I think that's the genesis of all of this. If you think back years ago, when Bill Clinton came out with, there was a push for gays to be in the military. Now, we've had military officers come here. We've had colonels to come on. They've said, yes, they've always been gays in the military. You can't stop it. Come on. We do our job. But then there was a push for don't ask, don't tell. I wasn't really into it, like really tuning in. But when I think about it, that was passed, and people said, oh, it was the worst policy ever. What do you mean, don't ask, don't tell? And when you, when you really stop and you think about it, that was actually a good policy. Don't ask, don't tell. It's no one's business. And mm -hmm. now it's more so, no, you better ask me, and you better tell, and you better recognize, and you better accept it because it's up in your face. I read the other day that the military sent out an edict that when you're going to shower, you might be showering to someone who has the anatomy of a male, but identifies as being a female, and you better not say anything about it. We see that's happening in our schools. Mark Milley has pushed this woke agenda in our military. Lord Austin, whom in my opinion, both of them are tokens, they should not be in that position at all. They're too woke. 
And I was hoping that had we had this red, red wave back in November, all of this would have been put on halt, would have stopped. But we didn't know that these people were deceptive, they were evil, and they were determined to push their agenda with the mail-in ballots and all this other stuff. I don't know about you, but there, there was fraud all over, and there has always been fraud, and there will continue to be fraud. And until we get election integrity together, Democrats will continue to cheat, and they will win. And you know why? Because they know the Republicans will not say anything about it. You look at the election of our Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, how they didn't want – we don't want to ruffle any feathers. Let's just accept it. Let's just move on. Stop it. Put him in. That's what the Democrats do. They don't want you to say anything. If this is a person they want, you shut up, you follow in line, and you vote for him, and you keep going. And mm -hmm. Republicans yeah. have done that. You look at you look at Arizona, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs should not be the governor of Arizona. How can you be the secretary of state, and you're going to monitor your very own election? You have a very rooted interest in winning, and you can cover up everything. And then the next thing you know, oh, I'm the governor. Yeah, but you look at what happened on election day. Machines were broken down. They changed the election ballot. And again, this goes back to, because people don't know history, they're not teaching civics in class anymore. The election of 1844, when all of this was exposed, when they had voting like indefinitely, and they said, we've got to stop it. So the election of 1848 was the first time we went in and said, we got to clean it up one day for elections. But then after that, they had all these other issues. History is a great thing when you read it and understand it, like why we vote on the different ballots, why we had paper ballot ballots. Well, lo and behold, there were some parties that were marking the ballots so that they would know immediately who voted for whom. We want to color this ballot red, put a red dot on it so we know, hey, those are for the conservatives and the others are for the blue. So they said, no, nope, one ballot, it has to be white and it has to be this size. So when we think about it now, we say, oh, this is ridiculous. No, there is a reason because people were able to cheat. Any way they could cheat, they cheated which is what has happened now with the mail-in ballots. The Democrats know fully well that voting indefinitely, you can go in and say, oh, we're short some votes, we can do this. And they know Republicans won't say anything. And that is how I think these folks have managed to push their agenda in and to beat us at this because we're afraid to stand up. But Bibi and Heather, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm sick of it. We cannot continue allowing them to win. We've got to start calling it out and not be afraid. We've got to call it out. This whole thing with men can, men can have babies. I read the other day, the new Joker movie that's coming out. Guess what? He's pregnant. He's going to have a baby. Like, what? <laughs> this is a comic book. And you know what? People will look at it and say, oh, this, don't, don't say anything. No, we've got to call it out because our children see this. They're playing to our children. We've got to say, no, man can't have babies. It's wrong. It's an abomination. Whether you are religious or not scientifically, it makes absolutely no sense. It can't happen. So even if you want to have your little sex change and then not take care of the plumbing so that, hey, I could be a man having a baby. No, we can't accept it. When this happened 20 years ago, when that woman came out, she had a sex change, everything made to look like a woman on home run pills, and People Magazine, oh, the man, the first man had a baby, and people went along with it as opposed to calling it out and saying it is wrong, it can't happen, that is a lie. But we entertained it because we thought it was neat, we thought it was pretty. We should have called it out.
By being quiet, we are complicit. And look at where we are now. It's horrible. And there are poor children have to deal with this, confused, not knowing which end is up, right or wrong, because we tell them, oh, it's okay. Not only that, some 50 years ago, Mr. Rogers, you guys remember Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? I saw a clip on YouTube. He warned us that this day was coming. He actually went before Congress, Google Mr. Rogers and genders. He warned us, he said, I'm afraid that we're becoming too comfortable and thinking that little boys can change their genders, little girls, if you don't like it, they can change it. He said, Mm -hmm. but let me be clear, only mommies can have babies, period. People laughed at him then some 50 years ago. Look it up. It's we went before Congress and talked about this. He went on the, what was it? The late night with uh, Carson. What was the guy's name? Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about it. Johnny mm-hmm. said, well, are you, do you really think that this is happening? He said, yeah, it's happening. He said, you, some years from now, this will be the topic. And lo and behold, it's happening. We were oh. asleep. We saw it happening. And we said absolutely nothing. But Mr. Rogers, from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, knew that it was coming, he saw it, and he called it out. What do you ladies say? Well, I, you know, I think that a lot of us just simply don't have the background to even understand what, you know, transgenderism, transsexuality are. I do think there is such a phenomenon. I remember as a little kid, I've spoken about this, there was an individual who worked at our neighborhood uh, grocery store, Giant Eagle, who was a man who became a woman. He was a very large man and he became a woman. And I I remember as a tiny kid, and you know, I don't want to give away my age, but it was in the seventies, eighties, you know, I asked my mother about it and she said, oh, that's just, you know, that's a person who I don't remember her exact words. She said, that's an unfortunate person. And they, you know, they have a a difficulty and they, you know, she said something to that effect that we, you know, we need to be sensitive to not, you know, be stare at this person, but that, you know, something, you know, they have an issue. This is not, you know, it wasn't like we, you know, we should be nice to this person, but it isn't normal, but, you know, they're trying to, deal with it, whatever their issue is. So my point is just that I've always kind of had the sense that this is something that exists. There are, you know, children who are born hermaphrodite. I I don't think we do ourselves maybe uh, much of a service when we insist there's no such thing or that it's all made up. I do. I personally think that that the left has taken what is maybe a very, 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 very rare sort of phenomenon and politicized it. And I think that's uh, unfortunate. They, they are using it from my position. I, I just think they're using these people. And I've actually corresponded with a couple of people on Twitter who feel that way as well, who are- but Heather, I want you to hold that thought because this is a very important topic and we're gonna pick it up on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Again, the time has changed. We're now on at 10 p.m. Eastern time as opposed to 9 p.m. So go take a break, grab a snack, and we'll be back on the other side of the commercial break. Thank you. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow 
with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com And we're back with After Dark with Robin Andrew. And just so you know, I mentioned to you that our time has changed from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., but we're still on Monday through Friday. So definitely tune in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on americaoutloud.com. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So we're coming back to you, and we're talking about a topic that I put out there if we've lost, if we've lost the war, and my co-host have both weighed in and gave their thoughts. And when we went to break, Heather was sharing with us a story about transgenders. And I want her to pick that back up. But one of, before she does, I just want to say this is that, and, and we've spoken about this on the show, we've had BB Diamond on when she spoke about it. I do believe that there are people who are, they, they, there's a mental, there's an issue with them not knowing what gender they are. I think that they need psychiatric or psychological help. Unfortunately, I think what has happened is that the medical industry has been hijacked by these radicals and telling these individuals that, no, there's nothing wrong with you. If you feel that you should be in another body, let's go ahead and stretch you on the hormones. Let's go ahead and have the, the operation so that we can change all this so you can be in the right body. And what we found out is that many of them are still suffering. Some of them have committed suicide. And some of them have said, I would have never changed. We had a guest who come on and said that he was getting ready to have a sex change. He went in and the nurse told him, you don't want this. And she gave him a scripture to read. And she said, go home and think about it. And he said that was the best thing he had ever heard. I think his name was David Bacon. He's come on. And we're going to have him to come back on. So I think what has happened is that you have a lot of people in the medical industry who have a, a, a they have a dog in a fight, so to speak, and they want these changes to take place because they themselves are confused and they're looking at well, when I was young, this is what happened to me. So now I want to just I want everybody who thinks that they're in the wrong body, I just want to change them, as opposed to saying no, you need to go in for counseling, and if you still feel that way, okay, do what you got to do. 
but to immediately say this is what you should do, especially to our kids, putting them on hormone pills as young as six, wanting to change them, it's wrong. Heather, go ahead, pick back up. Yeah, and let's not forget the profit motive, folks. I mean, it does exist. I'm not suggesting that every doctor who's involved in this is uh, corrupt, but this is a business too. I mean, it's become like a bigger medical specialty. And my, I, you know, my impression is that it's that there are these very rare things that occur that are problematic. You know, hermaphroditism when that happens. Um, my understanding from talking with a friend who, of mine who's a doctor is that the parents of the child, you know, with the physicians just make a decision about which way to go. These things, you know, they do exist. They're very rare, but they happen in nature. And it may, you know, I just have the impression that, you know, that and also maybe some deep psychological something going very wrong in the early childhood development. I, I you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't have expertise, but I think that most of the people who are very opinionated on this subject don't either. Uh, and it's become a political, you know, football. And I just, I think you're right that it's not fair to our children, most of whom 99 point whatever percent of them would not have this unfortunate issue. And, you know, it's not, we can have a heart for people who do, but that doesn't mean that everybody has to be heavily exposed to these problems, you know, in early childhood, you know, when they're little kids themselves, I, I agree with you that it, it's, it's confusing. I think a lot of kids are confused. I also have a personal theory that, you know, look, growing up is hard and even in decent circumstances, it's hard, you know, I, be a young girl, you know, to have your body developing, changing, having boys and men notice you, it's confusing. I, I think it's very possible that this has become kind of a hiding place for girls. Um, this is my own personal theory and observation, but I think that, you know, if you can say, well, I'm not really a girl, maybe right. it's kind of an escape, a way of avoiding some of the vulnerabilities uh, and the pain that, you know, mm. go with growing up with being never thought about that or being rejected or you know I mean these are universal things that let's face it they're not easy to deal with when you're young and tender and just getting started and I just have a theory that you know, most of the youngsters who are doing this are girls saying that they're boys and I wonder you know where are the feminists uh, there is a woman named Abigail Schreier who's done a lot of writing about this and she analogizes it to the anorexia and the cutting crazes that, you know, happened in other decades where, you know, yeah, a lot of young women and girls are very emotional. It's, it's difficult. They tend to be often very impressionable. And but, but, these things become like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a fad, a right. fad trivializes it, but it becomes but, kind of a mass hysteria. But something you just said, Heather, and I'll get Bibi to weigh in on it as well. Where are the feminists? Why are they not being heard when you have men that are taking over, they're getting jobs that ordinarily women would get. Now, you don't see it the other way around. You don't see the women who are going from women to men. It's mainly the men becoming women. And we see a lot of that because we see them attacking men saying that you're too toxic. So they want well, little boys to think you're toxic and you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that man. So I don't you want to be something it. different. Go ahead, I think Heather. In the media, we see that more. These, these oh, absolutely. 
then yes. become moon. But my understanding is that by the numbers now, by the numbers in terms of young kids, teenagers, and BB, I don't know if you're familiar with this. What I've read is that by the, it's m many bigger numbers in the past few years of young girls saying they're boys than the other way around. So that's not getting as much coverage in the media. Exactly, but, because they want mm -hmm. to, they are attacking men and saying that they're too toxic. Right. BB, what are your thoughts? You know, that's a good point. Uh, and I read somewhere, I agree with you, Heather, that a lot of girls who are, and it's very awkward, you know, they feel awkward. And this is just a psychological stage they're going through, which is being exploited by the left. And, I, I, and some people do suffer from what they call gender dysphoria, a psychological condition. Um, you know, I think Charlie Kirk or someone used an analogy. If someone is anorexic, you don't suggest that they have fat removed from the body. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just because someone may be going through gender dysphoria, you don't suggest, oh, let's have a sex change operation. That means you want to be another, the other gender. That's not what that means. They need counseling. Um, although more girls, I think, are vulnerable to the transgender agenda. What I think, I think where Rob may be coming from, where I'm coming from, um, is that women, biological women, are being displaced at a greater rate than biological men. Exactly. So what so when it comes to sports, uh, mm -hmm. biological females are being overridden by men like Leah Thompson, I think, because men biologically, even if you call yourself all oh, female, but you still have the male parts, they have greater upper body strength. You know, when you're coronating, I believe, Rachel Levine, who, who's actually a man as a woman of the year and this and that, a pioneer and all that. Rachel Levine, I forget his real name, um, he's displaced a woman. Where are the feminists? Are we saying women are no longer needed when you push this lie that men can have babies? That is biological. Forget religion for a moment. Based on science, that is not scientifically correct. But the left has shunned or censored doctors and scientists who know the truth. But the whole transgen transgender thing is one of the pillars of the left. I don't think they'll win in the end because even people who are not so politically active are realizing this has gone too far when they're trying to encourage uh, 12 year olds, 13 year olds to start taking puberty, puberty blockers. And I'll just end on this point. A 12 year old cannot smoke, cannot go and buy liquor, can't go to an R rated movie, cannot get tattoos in some states, cannot get married, join the military, vote. All of this because we recognize as a society that a 12, 13-year-old, 15-year-old, they're not developed as yet. But because of the left, we have said, oh, they can decide on their own they can have a sex change. That is outrageous. And that, when the left crosses into mama bear country, that's where they lost the plot. That's why I don't think we've completely lost the culture war thing. I, I hope not. And like you said, they started poking, they poked the bear, the mama bear, and a lot of these moms, and we need dads also. A lot of the moms are standing up, but we need dads in the fight also. I know that the left view men as being toxic. They don't like them for whatever reason. Well, I know why they don't like them, but we need dads to start standing up, like the dad in Loudoun County when he found out what the principal had done, allowed his child to be sexually molested, attacked, raped, brutally raped. Any rape was brutal. 
but for them to allow that to happen and then to try to cover it up. And it's happening in many schools because the left, they've gained access and they're pushing this agenda. There should never be a time whereby we're going to have a day that we're just going to talk about transgenders. Because, you know, back in the day when I was in school, they, I think you're in third or fourth grade, you would have the talk, the, the schools would tell you your bodies are changing, this is what's going on. We've got to end that now. Because when you have a, a counselor coming into the school saying that boys can have periods, and you know, scientifically, that can never happen. It can't happen. It, it isn't happening. But to say that because we want a few people to feel comfortable, you're confusing the child. So we need men to stand up. I always felt that we needed men teachers in the early age stages of lives in our kids, like in pre-K and kindergarten. But unfortunately, I'm rethinking that. You know why? And I don't want to make a general statement, but a lot of the men that are coming into those professions, I hate to say it, but I'm going to speak the truth, are confused with their own sexuality. And we don't need them in schools at that tender age trying to confuse kids. I read a piece once whereby this man, an elementary school, wanted to have a picture of his gay lover. And he wanted to talk to the kids about it. And he had to put the, the picture positioned on his desk so the kids would say, who is that? Is that your brother? Oh, no, that's not my brother. That's my lover. So the kids would say, oh, really? And then would ask additional questions and go, oh, no, uh -uh, it has to stop. We've got to wake up. We cannot be allowing our babies, handing our babies over to these individuals for them to indoctrinate, to confuse them. The same thing with having drag hour, reading books at school. Why can't grandma and grandpa do it? It's unacceptable. And this has to stop. If this is the hill that Republicans will die on, then so be it, because we cannot raise a nation or generation of people who are confused simply because the parents refused to stand up. They were afraid that the FBI will come after them. And the FBI has been coming after them all the more reason. This Republican Congress must hold Christopher Wray accountable as well as Merrick Garland. My opinion, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should be impeached and removed from office. Some would say, oh, that's so harsh. And they got to go. They've got to go because they don't mean this country any good whatsoever. And it has to stop. And the last couple of minutes of the show, ladies, please weigh in. What do you say? Spot on, Rob. You nailed it. Um, I believe Joe Biden has failed us and more than just failed us. Right. I mean, Jimmy Carter failed us. What about Joe Biden? And this is the impeachable part of it for me. He has endangered this country and he's done it deliberately because Joe Biden believes in the uh, new world order. And I don't believe in conspiracy theories. This is something that he and John Kerry believe in. And if that means weakening America with open borders, with with uh, Marxism creeping in through CRT and transgenderism, then that's what it means. You know, so I think you're spot on. You're absolutely right. And I do think Joe Biden should be impeached. He knew about Hunter Biden's dealings with the Chinese communist government. And Joe Biden is a compromised man. I totally agree with you. Thank you. Heather, we're up against the time, but I want you to weigh in. 
and we'll have to pick this up during our next broadcast. So Heather, quickly, what are your thoughts before we close off the well, show? Just that it's it's good to hear that you know there are critical thinkers and patriots out there. You know, really, you guys are you know you bolster me too, and I think we just have to keep you know doing our little part and doing our best to speak freely and speaking truth to power. You know, and uh, long live America, long live liberty. Well, that's our show tonight. You're tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Again, available on AmericaOutloud.com, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. And our new hour is 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Be safe. Have a good night. <laughs>